What do green energy, my expanding waistline and the price of oil have in common? I shall tell you. Now, like you, I'm sure, I'm quite a few kilos heavier than I'd like to be. I began 2020 at 83 kilos, feeling like I should be two or three kilos lighter. And here we are 18 months later. I'm 89 kilos, afflicted with the same lockdown expansion that's got to so many of us. And I put my unwelcome weight gain down to two things. Firstly, the loss of incidental exercise, walking to the tube station in the morning, that kind of thing. And second, being at home, I never seem to miss a meal. Before COVID, running around town on busy days, there'd always be times where you'd skip meals, meaning you'd effectively be intermittent fasting, no more. Now, Amazon, no doubt knowing about my weight concerns, it seems to know everything, suggested I read a book called Why We Eat Too Much, The New Science of Appetite. And the author, Andrew Jenkinson, traces today's obesity crisis to the changes in diet that came about in the 1980s, increased sugar consumption and especially trans fat consumption. And these changes came about as a result of flawed public health advice. Governments base their new dietary advice on flimsy science, Jenkinson argues, under huge lobbying pressure from the food industry. Fast forward to today, and I can't help thinking that something similar is happening with green energy. There are parallels galore. Governments are under huge lobbying pressure to be greener and as a result they're taking action, practically competing with each other in many cases. And we now have these extraordinary targets in place. The latest being that halogen light bulbs are to be banned from September. And I can't help thinking it's all going to backfire badly. There is the cost, first of all, which takes two forms. Steve Baker MP says that the bill for decarbonising the economy is estimated to surpass £100,000 per household. Whitehall claims the number's lower but won't let anyone see their calculations. £100,000 per household, who can afford that? And then there is the environmental cost. The amount of fossil fuel required to realise the green energy revolution, if only to mine the required metals in the timeframes given, means the revolution will be anything but green. Now, I don't think anybody is, is pro-pollution, by the way. I think we all want to see a world with cleaner oceans, better air quality, more forests and so on. And if cleaner, cheaper, more efficient energy sources can be found than burning fossil fuels, we will all of us embrace them. Better, cleaner, more efficient energy consumption is inevitable. It's part of progress. Humans have been getting better at consuming energy ever since we first stepped onto the fertile plains between the Tigris and the Euphrates, probably before. So I do not doubt the good intention of those involved in this targeting. It is my trust in the competence of the governments carrying it out that is low. Which brings me, belatedly, to the investment point of today's video. I think the oil price is going a lot higher. At $70 a barrel, crude is now up by more than $100 from the minus 37 lows it hit in the COVID panic last year. It's in an uptrend and it's trading north of five-year averages. Oil demand is not going away, green energy revolution or not. Aviation, shipping, petrochemicals, they'll all continue to rely on oil for some time. And oil demand is creeping back to its long-term trend. Pre-COVID, global oil demand stood at 99 million barrels a day, fell to 91 with the COVID shock. The IEA says it will pass 100 million barrels year after next. 
Global money printing will also push prices higher. In fact, the oil price is probably a better measure, measure of inflation than government measures such as CPI. In the meantime, the oil industry is being attacked. Joe Biden suspended uh, um, drilling licenses in, in Alaska recently. The Dutch government has ordered Shell to cut 45% of its um, greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. It's hardly incentivizing people to invest in exploration. And who'd want to work in the oil industry? It's a difficult and dangerous business. The hard work, the risks, the far corners of the earth you have to go to, they require compensation. It's much easier <laughs> to just go and design an app. And you know what happens when supply can't meet demand. Now, my friend Charlie Morris says in his Fleet Street letter recently, the energy market is a complex space that has been developed over decades. To interfere with it on such a large scale and in such a short period of time is madness. Perhaps governments and intergovernmental agencies such as the IEA know that. However, most of the individuals who are involved will be long out of the public eye by the time that the flawed plan is exposed as a failure. To implement net zero by 2050 means we will return to mass poverty. It will not happen. Now, I'm not here to judge, only to seek out investment trends. So I sigh, I shake my head, but I see oil quite comfortably heading past $100 next year. It might even make it to $150. And remember the crisis the last time oil went to $150. Thanks very much uh, for watching. Please subscribe to my channel and I will be back with another video very soon.